This is Sid Radio Live with Russell Prue. Follow us at Sid Radio Live, supported by Headstar Wolverhampton. Visit headstar.fm to find out more. I just absolutely love that. But my guest is going, no, no, Russell, not again, please. I'd like to welcome to Safer Internet Day Radio Live and to Headstart.fm, the amazing, uh, the talented Steve Bull, MBE. Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks that's, for joining that's us. That's a pleasure. It's my pleasure now, Woody. My goodness, what an incredible career. <laughs> just tell the listeners a little bit about where it started, because you, the roots go right back here. Just amazing. They do, to be fair. I mean, I have to thank me mum and dad uh, for putting me in a great position uh, to, to be where I am now absolutely superb uh, very very fortunate uh, person I will say in life because I think if you can eat and drink and sleep you, you, you're very fortunate and uh, there's children out there and people out there that are not, not as fortunate as me but uh, uh, just a, a little short story when I was actually 17 you wouldn't believe it I had um, a foreign body in my knee and they call it a little broken bone off your knee that uh, keeps coming off and locking keeps okay. coming off and locking and uh, when I was at Tipton Town, uh, uh, I had to have this bone took out my knee. This is when I was 17, by the way. And uh, after I had uh, the needle put in my hand to pump to sleep to get this bone out, uh, he turned around to me and says, uh, by the way, he says, when I take this bone out, you will not be a professional footballer. And that was 17 years later on, I had to have the same bone took out again that I couldn't find. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's just, it, that just started my career, I have to say. The children out there, you know, if you get knocked back, pick yourself back up, you can do it. And how did that feel? It was weird, to be fair, because I'd, I'd had three, three jobs prior to that. You yeah. know, I was still working like a, a normal 13 hour a day. You know, I mean, going along the canal on my bike in the dark, coming back in the dark, and training Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, playing Saturday mornings, Saturday afternoons. And it was unreal. And uh, when I did actually get me break, I thought, there you go, I'll grab it with two hands. Amazing. Absolutely. Amazing. And it, it was more than a break, I have to say. It is an incredible. <laughs> and it's not a usual history. There's, you know, there's some there's some real history there with Graham Taylor, it being selected and then dropped and then moved back here. And then he kind of selected. I mean, that's amazing. It is, to be fair. You know, I think uh, my knee problem was the, uh, the main thing. Uh, and then actually, uh, I got a chance to sign for Albion. Oh, I've got to be careful saying that in Wolverhampton. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I can just about say I've got a jingle for that I'll play that in a second <laughs> don't worry uh, but uh, I actually signed for Alban um, under uh, Johnny Dolls and uh, and Nobby Styles who were you know walk up hero you yeah. know absolutely superb and uh, them two left and a man called Ron Saunders came in uh, I eventually broke into the side then and um, scored three goals in five and I thought I've landed uh, my career's going to start now he called me one day Ron Saunders and said uh, listen he says uh, somebody's come in for you I went who? I said, I scored three and five goals. I thought he was going to give me a rise. I thought you were going to give me a rise here. And now he says, Wolves are coming for you. I says, well, but I want to play football. He says, well, you haven't got a first touch with this division. And I went, I was so deflated, I couldn't get me at on. And uh, I said to my mate, Tomo, who came to, to Wolves with me, he says, come on, we'll go down the M5, M6, and go and see what they got to offer. And we never looked back since. And it is... An amazing history because you are still one of five people that have played for England who didn't come from the cream of the divisions. <laughs> I mean, that is still, I mean, that just speaks volumes about talent. It does, to be fair. I wouldn't say talent. All I could do is score goals. That's all I could do, and I did it well. You're but, too uh, modest. You're too modest. I know that, I know that. But uh, now we was in the third division at the time, and um, I couldn't get me out of when I had a call up, and the manager said to me, he says, uh, 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 the, the gaffer's coming in from England to say, you, you want to play in the under-21s in Albania? I went, okay, no is at all. So I went over to Albania, played it. I mean, I was going to play the game, and then also I had a knock on the door. Two nights before, saying Bobby Robson wants you down uh, uh, Hampden Park to play in your debut against Scotland. I went, me, third division player, 
playing at Hamden Park in front of 86,000 fans. I thought, I couldn't get my hat on. And, uh, you know, I just, I just got down there the, uh, two days later, trained with them a few times. And my first touch was getting better. If Ron Saunders is listening now, my first touch was getting better. And uh, I just got on the bench. And when I actually got on, I just looked around. I thought, it's like a big arena. It's like a big Roman arena. What am I doing here? And yeah. I eventually, I, I was lucky enough to score on my debut. So I was a very fortunate person. Did, was the knee still a niggling injury in the background? It, it wasn't niggly. And I mean, if, if I keep saying to people, no, I shouldn't have been a professional footballer because if I ever went into a crunching or a tackle, my knee would lock and you'd see me touch the side of my knee and push the bone back in. It's, it's, it's unbelievable how I got away with a 17-year career by doing that. And did your opponents know about this? Was this top secret? No, they didn't know. They didn't know because it was me. It was just one of mine. Because if they knew, the manager would know and he'd get rid of me. Uh, but, uh, you know, and I eventually I mean, got away with it until about 17 years later and they just fetched it out. That's amazing. It's frightening. It's frightening. Honestly, it's absolutely unbelievable. You ask the doctors who was there and they'll say, yeah, it, it was in there, but it embedded again. Then it came out again 17 years later. Tell me some more about Sir Jack. Oh, Sir Jack's absolutely superb, to be fair. I mean, he's, he's Mr. He, well, he was Mr. Wolverhampton. You know, what he done for this? Uh, they say, I started the club in 86 when it was in the doldrums. He came in 90 and look what he's left now. And, you know, I mean, I don't care what anybody says about him or, or whatever. It will not be enough. It won't be enough because he's left something here now that's going to go carry on a lifetime. And you spoke very well at um, his funeral last week. Yeah, you just you just tell the truth. That's all you tell about certain people. You know, I me. Mean, somebody can tell them they're rubbish. Somebody can tell them they're brilliant, or somebody can tell them they're fantastic. But I, I ain't got a bad word to say against Sir Jack. I never had one with him. Never done against him. Never done listen, people listening to what he said, what's bad or what's wrong. But and he's just he's just when he walked down there. You know, I mean, I, I was there. Saturday, I was looking up, thinking he's going to be in the director box today. Could you expect him to be there week in week out? But uh, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean. He's gone. I mean, he's left everything there now for us to carry on with it now, and we'll uh, we'll try and do the best we can for him. Do you think there are any more jacks around, or was that part of an era which is now past? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hoping uh, Steve, who's there at the moment, Steve Morgan, is a good friend of mine, played golf now and again, and uh, he, he's top draw, and I think he just wants the best for the club now, and I think uh, Sir Jack's probably put his hand on his shoulder and said, listen, I want this legacy to carry on, and I want you to carry it on for me, and I think uh, there are plenty more Steve Morgans out there, you know, and, and uh, I know there's a lot of rich ones coming in from uh, different countries and what have trying to buy their clubs in and whatever but there are a few out there still Brilliant. putting money in their own pockets and, and trying to keep their clubs afloat well that is a good thing so if young people are kind of looking at this it's quite a daunting career path really to get stuck into this where, where, where should they start uh, they should start by uh, working hard to be fair you know what i mean it's uh, you know we said about earlier about having knockbacks uh, that's that's the worst thing in life knockbacks it's like apprentices these days they go on a three-year apprenticeship course and then get pulled to one side saying you're not good enough uh, but on the alongside that you have to do something else alongside it either computer work i don't know whatever you can do alongside what you do do it so you can have something to fall back on but to me it's all about hard work it's all about hard work. i always say life is, is like a, a, a jockey you, you you go on this horse you hit the first hurdle you fall off you get back on the horse again you hit the second hurdle you fall off until you've got a long straight where you ain't got a hurdle You've made it, and uh, you know. What I mean? But you won't do that without hard work. I worry that there aren't enough role models like yourself now. I think that things have changed so much that thing, uh, young people are expecting an instant, an instant <laughs> win, and and don't know how to cope when they get knocked back like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what can I say? All I got to do is take it on the chin. Make, make sure they're thick-skinned. That's all they got to do. I know the, the, the role models out there trying to do the best they can. We, we all do. 
we all try to do it. We all do silly things sometimes, like have a beer or we do things we shouldn't do. But that's one of those things. But uh, we still, when we've got our work head on, we get out there and do similar to yourself. You're, you're focused and you get on with life and that's it. You know what I mean? I know... I mean, the, the kids out there these days, that they ain't great easy. They, mm. Well, most of them, unless they've got a rich dad or whatever, they're okay. But uh, people out there who are living in, I don't know, where I used to live in Tipton or mm. Whit Marines or lower-valued low uh, areas, mm. struggle. I mean, but uh, there are people out there, they're all looking at, at kids like that, very, whether it's talented, whether in art, singing, football, whatever. There are people out there like scouts looking all over the place. And I always say to kids these days that they're playing football, play it as though it's your last game you're ever going to play. Because there's somebody out there, you give it out there, you played 10 appearances mm. with your collars up thinking you're big time Charlie, you might not do it the one time when he's there. You know what I mean? So you've got to do it as though it's the last game you're ever going to play. Are there enough opportunities within the football community to pick young people up and absorb them? I think there is. It's called uh, grassroots to start with. You know I mean, that's what I started. And if I can go from playing on Jubilee Park in Tipton uh, to playing at Wembley in front of 80,000 people... Amazing. Anybody can do it with a dodgy knee. Uh, so if anybody can't take uh, anything from me to say what I've done, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm, like you say, I'm a good role model in the Midlands area. Well, nationally, hopefully, to say that listen, if I can do it, you can do it. Brilliant. And what are you doing with yourself now? I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I wish I could say I was, in, I was enjoying life, which I am. I am, to be fair, I'm enjoying life. I'm, my, my wife says I'm too modest and say you don't do nothing, you don't do this. But uh, yeah, I mean, I got my own restaurant in Techno, which is called Bravaccio's Italian restaurant. Uh, anybody who ain't been there, just pop up and see me and have a have a, a, a coke or a glass of wine. If I can have a glass of wine, <laughs> say wine on the radio, you can. Uh, yes, come up and see me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do a lot of after dinner speakings, openings, weddings, parties, stuff like that. And uh, my wife has also got a stable events. Uh, uh, she does seven to ten events a year, which I host most of them. Brilliant! And it's such a great success story, and I like, I like the fact that you know you've you've fought with an injury and you've bounced back, and you haven't whined or moaned, and you just sort of got on with it. <laughs> and that's a really good lesson. It is to be fair, I mean, because I mean, I know we all have a moan and a whinge you now and again, but uh, as you say, we're here, we're talking. We can go out, we can go and walk around the park, we can play football, we can just go and drink, we can go to the cinemas. We are very fortunate people because, you know, I mean, I've, I've, I've got a charity as well, the Steeble Foundation, which incorporates promised dreams as well, which is seriously terminally ill children. So if, you wanna, if you're an able person, do me a favour and go and look at some of these kids. Yeah. You go and look at some of these kids and then I might wake you up and say, listen, I am okay, I can, I can build from this. Those are great messages. Those are just great messages for us. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I was a very fortunate person, so I'll give a little bit back. I'm very lucky to give a little bit back. You know what I mean? I'm, the only thing I want back is probably two new knees. <laughs> you seem okay to me, I have to say. I'm just a bit, I'm you ain't seen me walk. Oh. I walk like John Wayne out there. <laughs> oh, Steve, it's really great to chat with you. Thank you so much for sharing your story no with us. We really appreciate that because you'll be an inspiration for young people, girls mm. and boys that kind of hopefully look to you and think, yep. You know, I'm having a tough time at the moment, but, yeah. you know, uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel and there is hope. And if you just dedicate yourself and work really hard, is nothing that can stop you. That's all they've got to do. That's all they've got to do. Listen to parents and uh, get out there and, uh, you mean, give it the best. And, uh, you mean, if the best ain't good enough in something, you're getting something else what you do next time. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much indeed for joining That's us. Any this time is, at all. Uh, my first uh, celebrity guest today, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, is the brilliant Steve Ball, MBE. And uh, just quickly, what was that like going and getting your... Oh, the um, MBE? Yeah, was, uh, what was that like? Really nerve-wracking, to be fair. And I thought, see, if I can get an MBE, anybody can get an MBE. <laughs> I don't know if I give it to anybody these days. 
Uh, it was unbelievable, to be fair, because we had a letter come through. I'm allowed to speak Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a letter come through the door. I think it was John Major at the time saying that uh, you, you and I have been put forward to get the MBE off the Queen. Yes. And I thought, MBE for me? For, I didn't know what it was. It was for services of football and charitable work in the community. Oh, and I went, OK, no, it's at all. But you're not allowed to tell anybody for three months. <laughs> Because once you know something, right, you say to your mate, you go, whatever you do, don't tell anybody, but you always say that, don't you? You do, don't you? And I thought, I can't. So it was in my drawer. And then also I had a final letter come through about two and a half months later saying, you've got to be here at this date, that's it. So me and my wife went down with the two boys and uh, it was like, a, it was absolutely fantastic, damn it. It was like a nerve wracking. It's like that many people. There's like about 3,000 people in the room and uh, you have somebody come out saying, oh, alphabetical order, you are there. So I was B, it was like... 2,997 out of what, I sweaty palms and everything, I was all over the place and whatever. And um, she had to there to say, you have to go out, uh, be you, I walk out like this, you have to bow, mm. walk forward, shake her hand, don't bow in front of her, whatever, mm. because I thought, if I go in front of her now, shake her hand and bow at the same time, I'll head but the Queen, I thought, I can't do that, I can't do that. So I stood away a yard and I just stuck my hand out like that went, and she spoke to me for about 18 seconds, saying about, oh, yeah, you've scored so many goals for, you know, I mean, for Wolves. And I said, yeah, most of them against Albion. <laughs> so that's a joke. I do apologise. Mention it again. And, uh, and uh, she says, oh, charitable work and whatever. So she says, oh, well done. She says, keep up the good work. And, yeah. uh, and that was it. And we had a great night after it. It was absolutely superb. But, uh, yeah, I mean, lovely. Lovely to have you. Congratulations. It's a pleasure to celebrate that. Oh, brilliant. Thank really you. Good. Thank you. Thank you so much indeed. Keep Anytime. coming back and, and just brilliant. And congratulations on a brilliant career. Thank you. Really good. Brilliant. Thanks very much indeed. Amazing. Amazing. You're tuned to Safer Internet Day Radio. With Be Safe, a safeguarding initiative keeping young people safe in Wolverhampton.